Lord, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for that sweet lullaby that we just received. And there's so many of us sitting in the pews and standing here and on the stage, God, that have been in that moment where we've been on our knees, feeling like we are poured out, like we are broken and we are empty. And we just lift our voices to you, God. We thank you that you are a God who does not abandon us in a dry bed, but you fill us up with your love. We thank you that you are a God who answers prayers. And Lord, that you desire to be in a relationship with us. That you desire to be in communication with us. And so God, as you speak this morning, I pray that you would give each one of us ears to hear. Take from our heart the busy things that we're thinking about doing after church. Or maybe the conflicts we had on the way. God, we are a busy people. We are a busy nation. We are too busy not to be in prayer. And so, God, as we have a conversation this morning, I pray that you would speak through my lips, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would just reveal yourself in a deeper way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning, Christ Church. Holy cow. I mean, that was incredible, wasn't it? You can clap. You know, I, I love when we have those moments where we're just kind of like, I feel like a baby just being nestled in the, in the arms of God and loved on. And what beautiful lyrics that song had for us. I just, have you ever been in that moment of prayer where you just, you just cried out to God and you felt empty, you felt broken, you felt poured out, you felt alone? You know, but God is there. He fills us up. And if we show up in that river, He will pour Himself out on us. I promise you that, church. You know, we're starting a new series called Too Busy Not to Pray, and I want to encourage you, if you are in a small group, hopefully your small group will be going along with us. There's actually a book and a workbook that we're going to go along to kind of have just deeper study uh, with the sermons. It's called Too Busy Not to Pray. We have it in the bookstore. If you're not in a small group, I really want to challenge you. Get in a small group. Maybe you're too busy to be in a small group. Well, let me tell you, you need to cut something out of your life because you need to be in a small group. Because that takes the concepts that we talk about here on Sunday and it goes deeper with the Word. And so I want to encourage you, get in a small group. If you're not in one, Pastor Bob Mason is the person to see. You can call me. But we want to get you in a small group. Because listen, church, we are busy people, right? We love to talk about how busy we are, right? In fact, listen, this is really funny. Over the last two weeks, I've been working on this sermon and prayerfully going through this sermon, and I usually will set Saturday afternoons, uh, like yesterday, uh, aside, and my kids call it Sermon World, and I kind of seclude myself, and I go into prayer mode, and well, I'm coaching a hockey team this year, and we had a big tournament yesterday. And so I figured, you know, I'll get ahead, and I'll just, you know, I'll do my thing, and, and in fact, the last two weeks have been nuts with how busy, I mean, they've just been insanely busy. And, and so it just, I think it's kind of funny that I'm preaching a sermon on too busy not to pray and I can't find time to work on the thing. So we got the sermon done and yesterday I took my notes with me and took my computer with me and, and how a hockey tournament works is from, we play at noon, we play at two o'clock and then we play at five o'clock and I'm one of the coaches and, and we're, we set these tents up around the arenas uh, where we're playing these tournaments and so we just kind of camp out, we have snacks for the kids and in between two of the games, I secluded myself, and I have my Bible open, I've got this book with me, and I've got my notes, and I'm going through, and one of my players comes up to me, who's 10, he says, what you doing, coach? And I'm thinking, Jesus just set me up for a home run, I'm going to convert this kid, it's going to be awesome! I said, well, I'm working. Well, what do you do, coach? 
well, I'm a preacher and I have the privilege each week of, you know, I get to talk to people about what I believe and, and what, you know, God tells me. And he says, oh, what's that book for? And I'm thinking, God, you are setting me up. This is so good. That's the Bible. And I said, uh, he said, well, that's pretty neat. He said, well, why are you working on that right now? I said, well, buddy, it was a busy week and I just want to work on this. And he says, okay, well, what are you talking about? I said, well, the sermon's called Too Busy Not to Pray. And he went, oh, that's awesome. I went, what's awesome? Thinking he's going to have this moment of conversion with the Lord. He says, well, you're so busy that you have to work on your sermon now. And I went, shut up and go run a lap. I didn't actually do that. But it was funny because he's right. We get so busy with stuff in our lives that we put the most sacred and important things on hold. Think about this. Paint this mental picture. Your favorite athlete comes to you and says, hey, let's get lunch. Let's talk. Every one of us would be like, yeah, we're going to be there. Your favorite politician says, I would like to have dinner with you. You're going to make that appointment. You're going to cancel stuff. But listen to me. We do it all the time when the creator of everything... The sacred, most high, holy God says to you, I want to have a conversation. And we have the goal to make this statement. I'm too busy to pray right now. Think about how ridiculous that sounds. Really, who are we? We are but people that God created whom he loves. We're not that big of a deal when you really think about it. That we can say to God, hey, hang on. You know, God desires to have conversations with you. God wants to be in prayer with you. And yes, we are busy people. But if you're so busy you can't pray, you're too busy. We have so much going on in our life, we can't afford to not be in prayer. Christians, we are called to be in prayer. It's not a suggestion. You need to be in communion with the Father. And that is the way He wants to have a relationship with you. By talking with you. By being there with you. You know, that song was singing about that dry, empty feeling. And all the time, what happens in our lives is we get so busy, we forget to pray. We forget to be in community with God. And then we say, God, where are you? But we really should be asking the question, why have we walked so far in the other direction, not listening to what he's trying to say to us. Because listen to me, God is always speaking to you. We are just not always listening, or we just don't always like the answer. You need to be in prayer, because life is chaotic. You know, what we make time for in our life, we make time for, right? And if we say who we say we are as believers is sacred and important to us, we need to be making time for prayer. You know, Pastor Jared and I had the privilege of going down to the Dominican Republic with Kathy Klein, our new missions director. And she was actually going to try to be here this morning, but she's away on vacation with her family. So I asked her permission to share this little testimony with you. You know, we had gone to the third world, part of the Dominican Republic, and really seen some things. And as a church, we want to make sure that we're being faithful to what God has called us to, and we're engaging in, in local and foreign missions. What a great story to hear about Urban Impact. Praise God, right? But we want to be engaged in our world too. And so Kathy, who's new to this position, really put a lot of work into getting us down to the Dominican Republic. We've been praying through this. And while we're in the Dominican Republic, we have seen some things. We've seen third world right at our doorstep. And let me tell you, if you don't like America, I would love to take you to a third world country because you will come back a patriot. God has blessed us. And we need to take that blessing and help others. 
And so Kathy put this trip together to go down just to investigate, to see if maybe this would be a fit for our church. And all four of these days when we were down there, they were jam-packed. We had meeting with city officials. We had meeting with church leaders. We had meeting, 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 meeting. We would stop and eat fruit and then have meeting, 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 meeting. It was exhausting. It felt like we got to see everything about the Dominican. And then on the last day, we were going to meet with the organization called Food for the Hungry and talk about what this relationship would look like if there was going to be one at all. So the last day, we stayed at a resort. Really nice place. The beds were comfortable. They weren't covered with bugs. I wasn't afraid to go to sleep. (laughs) And so that morning, Kathy said she felt called to get up and pray. We're exhausted. We're tired. And so Kathy gets up at 6.30 in the morning and she felt God calling her to just go down to the ocean and sit and pray. And as she walked down to the ocean, she began to talk with God. She tells me in her testimony here, she says, I began to ask God to give me a clear, just something. I need something, God, because she was overwhelmed with all that she saw, seeing families where the little kids didn't have clothes to wear, and most of the people don't have shoes. Meanwhile, they're living in sewage. She was overwhelmed, and she needed a word from God. And God spoke to her and said, come to the water and pray. As tired as we were, in her words, she said she fought it. She didn't want to get up. She was disturbed. She wanted to go back to sleep. I can tell you right now, Pastor Jared and I were not as holy as Kathy because we slept in. We were exhausted. But in a moment of obedience, she went down to the ocean, and she sat down, and she began to weep. While she's sitting there weeping and praying, she noticed there was a a head floating about 50 feet out in the water when she realized there was a Dominican man out in the water singing in Spanish. So she sat there and she prayed. She felt encouraged in her heart. Well, if that guy's singing, I'm going to go ahead and sing some praise songs to God. Because did you know when we sing, that's actually prayer to God as well? It's, It's part of prayer. It's praising God. So we're not just saying empty words. We're praying to God. So she began to lift her voice to God. She was singing and praying. And as she did that, the man in the water, the Dominican man, began to sing louder. So she began to lift her hands and sing louder. And finally, she saw that head who was floating out in the ocean turn into this mountain of a man who began to walk towards her. She continued to sing and thought in her mind, well, maybe God, you're giving me the opportunity to share Jesus with this man. And this man walks up to Kathy and says, are you worshiping my God too? In a broken English. She began to weep and said, yes, I am. And he said, God sent me to the ocean this morning to pray for you and to tell you, you are to be in the Dominican. And they prayed for 45 minutes, still not knowing one another's names. I remember when Pastor Jared and I woke up that morning, we came down to breakfast and there's Kathy talking to this Dominican man. I'm thinking, how does she know somebody down here? But you see, in her obedience to taking the time to pray when she was super busy, God blessed the socks off of her and even communicated to her. She was carrying a burden on her shoulders that wasn't hers to carry. Listen to me, church. When we're too busy to pray, do you know why we're too busy to pray? Because we're trying to do the stuff that's God's to do. 
Can you imagine how ridiculous it would have looked if Moses stood at the Red Sea with a kayak paddle, treading water as fast as he can because God said, I'm going to part the sea? I want you to think about how ridiculous that mental image looks. There's Moses just going crazy. God said the sea's going to part. God said, I'm going to part the sea. It wasn't Moses' job to part the sea. And when we are too busy to pray, we're telling God, we're going to take that responsibility. You know why we're too busy to pray? Do you know why we're anxious? Do you know why we're overwhelmed? Because the things that we should just let go of and let God take care of, we're trying to do in our own power. And it will wear you out. It will kill you. We need to let go of some things. We need to slow down. And we need to be in prayer. Because I promise you, Even on your busy days, if God's calling you to prayer and you're obedient, He will bless you in a very unique way, just like Kathy Klein experienced. You're never too busy to pray. If you have your Bibles, I would encourage you to turn to Philippians 4-6 with me right now. There's a crazy kind of rift happening in the Philippian church between two warring parties. So this book, Paul's really calling for unity. And as everybody's stressed out about all the the stuff that's going on, Paul really challenges them with something when it comes to prayer. Because you see, when we get busy being people and, and putting God of the universe on hold, we try to carry things in our own strength. As I said, we can't do that. And Paul gives us this word. Philippians 4, verse 4. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Someone should write a song about that. Let your gentleness be evident to all, for the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about everything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts, your minds, in Christ Jesus. Do you know what he's telling us there? That we are to be in prayer all the time. But I don't know about you, but when I spend a proper prayer time with God, my worries go away. My anxiousness goes away. Because in those moments, I come to the realization that the God of everything, the God of the universe loves me enough who wants to have a conversation with me. And He will take care of my needs. And everything, I'm to go to Him with thanksgiving and with prayer. And I'm to lift my voice to Him. Are you too busy to pray, church? If you're too busy to pray, you're too busy. And if you're too busy to pray, you're dying. You know, when we look at this thing that God says, He says, I invite you to talk with me. There's four real big things that we notice. And you're going to study this in this book. The first one is is that God wants us to create a habit out of praying. And, And what I mean by that is we need to set time aside. We need to be praying to God when we're cutting our grass, when we're getting dressed, when we're driving in the car. It is appropriate for us to every chance we get Fill God in. But God is holy God. He does not just merely fit into our schedules. Yes, it's appropriate for us to throw up those quick little prayers. But we need to set time aside for Him. He is that significant in our life that He warrants time every single day. And so we need to create a habit of intentionally praying every day. My children were the best thing that happened to me because when my children were born, my wife and I said, we're going to pray every single night with our family. And it was tough. I'm not going to lie. We were were busy. We were exhausted. But we've done it. And I've been so blessed. 
by hearing my kids pray for my wife and I. How is your habit? Do you have a habit of prayer? Listen to me. The other flip side to this is sometimes when we create a habit of prayer, we become so checklist-minded that, well, I'll get my prayer out of the way, and we check it, and we settle for mediocre prayer. God doesn't want us to live in that tyranny either. You know, God wants us to have flexibility even, but He wants us to not make prayer negotiable. But let's say you're at a, I don't know, it's Christmas Eve and your kids need to go to bed. Do I not pray with my kids because they need to go to bed early? No. We pray at a different time. We don't become so rigid in it that we let the system kill us. You need to have a habit of prayer, but you need to have some freedom in it as well. Some people say, well, I'll just pray all the time. No, you know what? That's good, and you do need to pray, but you do need to set time aside and make a habit out of praying. Prayer should not be negotiable, church. The second thing that we see is, How do we pray? Well, we're to pray like Jesus taught us to pray. And and Jesus gives us a great example of this in Matthew 6, 5 through 13, which is the Lord's Prayer. Jesus doesn't say if you pray here. He says when you pray. As believers in, in Christ, we are to pray. It's not an option. And listen to me. It shouldn't be a chore either. It's a privilege that we get to pray to God. I remember when I was a kid, my brother and I would get to the dinner table and my mom would say, okay, who's going to pray? And we would go, not it. How tragic is that? How tragic is that? That that was our attitude. Prayer is a privilege and we need to see it as that. Jesus, he prayed regularly. Jesus prayed privately. Here he is, the Son of God, has all kinds of crazy, awesome, good things to do. Do you know that Jesus walked away from people who needed to be healed in order to pray? Do you think prayer is significance to the Son of God? He would go by himself. He would get alone to places where people couldn't even hear what he was saying. Because he wasn't praying for the entertainment of everybody around him. He was praying for intimacy with God. If the Son of God, God Himself, very God, fully God, fully man, Jesus Christ, needs to get alone to pray with God, until you get a heck of a promotion, you need to be getting alone to pray with God too. Amen? Amen. Jesus needed to get alone with God because His busyness wore Him out. But Jesus wasn't too busy to pray. We've got to pray sincerely. We've got to pray from our heart. Listen to me. If you're frustrated and angry, take it to God. If you're angry at God, He's big. He can handle it. And I'm going to tell you, He'll work you through things in your life. Don't look at God as Santa Claus or a genie in the bottle, someone you make wish lists to. But pray for your concerns. Pray intentionally. Pray sincerely. Don't pray for the people around you. And I want you to hear how I'm saying that. You need to be praying for the people around you. But don't use words to impress people. Because God doesn't even really hear our words. He hears our heart. And so if you're one of these fantastic prayers and the only reason you're praying is so that everybody around you can know how awesome of a Christian you are, you're missing it. God is not impressed with our lofty words and our fantastic sentences. He wants to have our heart in communion with Him. So He invites us to intimate prayer with Him. We need to develop a pattern of prayer. This is different than a habit of prayer. A habit of prayer is making time to do it. A pattern of prayer is setting up a way to pray. 
You know, we're blessed because we have the Book of Common Prayer. And what that book is, is, is is a tool to help us to pray. Jesus gives us the Lord's Prayer to help us to pray. It's a guide for us how to pray. He teaches us how to pray. You know, it's a conversation between you and God. And so when you go to God, develop a pattern. You know, I love this book and something we've taught, we teach here as well. And Pastor Keith and I even talked about this this week as we talk about the acts of praying. If you don't know how to pray, follow the acts of praying. Adoration stands as the A, which means you take a moment and you say something adoring God. You then go to C, which is confessing, and you confess your sins to God. Then you go to T, which is thanksgiving, and you thank God for, for the awesomeness that He is. And then S, which is the word supplication or for lack of a better word, stuff. You just pray for stuff. You pray for the things going on in your life because God wants to hear from us. But don't just go to God all the time like He's Santa Claus because God wants to be praised. God wants to be sung to by the ocean. God wants us to join together as a congregation and lift our voices to heaven as a prayer. God wants us to be on our knees reading prayers that our our ancestors in the faith, our heritage come from. We need to develop patterns of prayer. And then we need to pray in such a way that we believe the mountain will be moved. How many prayers do you offer up without the expectation of something happening? And I'm not talking about some prosperity gospel where I pray for a Corvette and I'm good enough and God will give me. I'm not talking about that kind of prayer. But I'm talking about the kind of prayer where you're specific with God and you say, Lord, I have cancer. I can't deal with the pain. I need you to do something for me, God. And I'm I'm looking forward to what you're going to do for me. And whether it's Him taking you home or Him healing you properly, you have to pray with the expectation that God will move the mountain. Don't focus on the mountain. Focus on the one who can move the mountain. You cannot move a mountain. God can. If you have a mountain in your life and you're focused on it, stop focusing on the mountain and start focusing on God and His sovereignty. He will give you an answer. He will back you up. It may not be the answer that you want, but I promise you this, it'll be the best answer. It'll be a good answer. So don't focus on the mountain, but focus on the one who moves the mountain. Just as I said earlier, Moses did not part the sea. God did. Moses was obedient to God and took his staff and held it out and the waters parted. Are you obedient to what God's calling you to? Whether it's waking up in the morning and just simply going to the ocean? Or holding out a staff? Or simply saying to your wife after you verbally assaulted her all week long, Lord, or gave me the strength to to talk to my wife. Do you have the strength to go to your wife and say, we need to pray together? See, that's the thing is we defeat ourselves because we're dirty. We're gross. We're not perfect. None of us are. You're just as messed up as me. I know it. But you know what? God wants us to be in prayer with Him. God wants us to be in communion with Him. You don't have to have it all together before you go to God. You need to be a train wreck because God's the only one who can fix it anyway. Are you too busy to pray? You know, Jesus, like I said, didn't heal people. Is there good things in your life that you need to cut out? 
because you need to pray or you need to spend more time doing the things that God wants you to do? Are there negative things in your life that you need to cut out? You know, we're going to be talking about prayer over the next several weeks, and we're going to be taking it very seriously. If you notice uh, in the back left corner there, there's a small little prayer wall. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to ask you to engage with us in prayer. Inside of your pews, you have a little prayer card. And what we would love for, and and this is homework, so don't just sit there and think, ah, the person next to me will do it. I want everybody to do this because, you know what, when we say, how can we pray for you, and you say, I'm good, that's garbage. There's always something to pray for. And so what we're going to ask is for every single one of you in this room right now to grab one of those prayer cards, and we want you to write down a prayer request. And you can make it anonymous, or you can sign your name to it. Because what we're going to do as a staff is we're going to take those cards, and, and there'll be offering plates where you can put the, um, those prayer cards in when you come forward for communion. And, and what we're going to do is we as a staff are going to take those prayer requests, and then we're going to pray over them. We're going to rewrite them. And then we're going to place them on a prayer wall that's going to slowly build. Right now we have one panel. I hope that we have so many panels of prayer that we have to build another sanctuary. Because there's always something to be praying for. We're then going to take your prayer requests and we're going to put them on that back wall. And throughout this series, we're going to build our prayer request bank. And then at the end of the series, we're going to ask each and every one of you to take one of those or two of those or how many of those there are. And we're going to ask you to take those home into your families, into your places, and we're going to ask you to pray for one another. We're doing it as a staff. We're going to pray for one another. And we're asking you as a congregation to pray for one another. Maybe immediately following the services, you want to pray now. We want to encourage you, if you need to be prayed for, we have prayer rail ministry people every single week who are here to pray for you. Maybe you just need to get alone with God and pray by yourself. We're making the chapel available to you. If you just want to go after the service, spend some time praying with God, please feel free to go do so. Feel free to look at the prayer requests on the wall. Those are all staff prayer requests, by the way, the ones you see up now. Look at them. Go pray for us. We want you to be praying as a church. We need you to be praying as a church because God is good. And we're too busy to not be into prayer. So take those prayer cards out, fill out a request, and let's pray for one another, church. God's good, isn't he? God's good, isn't he? There it is. God is so good. We should be excited to be here to worship our God, and we should be excited to be in conversation with God. Because he does care. He does listen. And he does answer. Pray with me. God, we love you. We thank you for the way, Lord, that you have taught us to pray, that we can come to you, that Jesus is our intercessor, that we can come directly to you. We do not need a man to stand for us in front of you, but God, you sent Christ. And now we can come to you with our needs. We can come to you with our prayer requests. And we pray right now that you will give us the courage to pray with one another. Maybe we don't know how to pray. Maybe we've never been comfortable praying. But God, we pray that you would give us the strength. That you would give us the words. That you would give us the confidence to not have the words. Give us the confidence to be silent. But help us to slow down. To be still. To be in conversation with you. Thank you for prayer, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.